Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket, brought to you by Coligan Water. I'm Jake Bakovin, and usually, again, uh, we have our friend Nate Britton with us here, but uh, he's off to New Orleans, I think, on a bachelor party, so that uh, that should be a lot of fun. Carter in with us, and uh, remind me again how to say your last name. Longy. Longy, but it's, it's spelled like it, probably like Longy, but it still scares me. Yeah, it, <laughs> some, some people think it's Lonnie or Lon... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. My name is, I mean, you can kind of spell it out too and, and get there, but it, it's too long, so people kind of get scared of it as well. Um, but either way, that's why we, we mostly do first name basis around here, or in my case, uh, half last name basis, but uh, it, whatever. It, it works out one way or the other. You big uh, All-Star Weekend fan, NBA All-Star Weekend tonight, especially the, the uh, celebrities playing. That, that's always fun. Yeah, it's usually pretty entertaining. I mean, I usually tune in. It kind of just depends. I Sometimes it's iffy, kind of depending on the participants. But like, yeah. you know, you think you think though, like with the dunk contest, for example, you know, people are always disappointed that they don't have more, I don't know, higher tier players, if you want to call them that, in it. But there's still been some pretty entertaining contests, even with the the lower tier guys, if you want to call them that. I mean, when Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon went at it, I mean, those guys weren't household names yet, not even close, and they still gave us two of the best contests of all time. So you don't ever really know until you watch it. Yeah, yeah, and in in this year's the same way. They don't have a, too many household names in there, um, and I think that hurts it a little bit. It would be nice, you know, if, you know, kind of back in the day, Michael Jordan uh, was in was in these things, but, you know, and, and I mean, this was, you know, back when the All-Star weekend was awesome. I mean, they, you know, all the all the best players would, would jump in there, um, but uh, it kind of become, you know, fell out of fashion, I suppose, at, at some point for some reason, so we never had LeBron in a dunk contest. That would have been fun. Um, they kind of moved over to the the three-point contest even that is uh this year's crowds a little bit watered down what it's been in the past few years um obviously there's much less um risk of embarrassment or injury i suppose uh uh, in the three-point contest so more stars were open to it um and you know it's become a shooting league it's a shooting game um but still um that's probably taken over as as the most entertaining or, or or um, the most notable contest, just because the the household names probably aren't in the dunk contest, and you get to a certain point of like, what else can you do with a ball, <laughs> a basket, and some athleticism? I mean, I, I think just about everything's been done. So unless you're gonna pump up the sneakers or put a throwback on and, and pay homage to somebody's old dunk, um, you know, there's only so many twists and turns and off the <laughs> backboards and stuff you can do. I think. Yeah, the dunk contest has definitely gotten to the point where. Like you said, there's there's been so many dunks done now that I can't I can't think of one like at all off the top of my head that like I was like oh like it'd be cool if some guy tried to do this but like I can't even like usually you can at least think of something that's like super crazy but like would he really be able to do this type of thing but like, yeah. I can't I can't even like think of an idea that they could even attempt at this point like this everything's been done it's it's hard I don't think it'd be too impressive but I always thought maybe you could like take your shoe off while in midair and dunk it with the basketball. I don't know how impressive that'd be. Yeah, I don't. That bright might also be difficult. Maybe you need a flip-flop or something yeah. to go up there. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a great idea. I don't know if that's a 10 worthy. Uh, I'm just thinking. I, you know, that's someone without athleticism trying to think about what you can do up there. Um, but uh, also, did you see this? Um, it looks like uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler is going to have a new movie coming out where he is a uh, basketball scout and uh, and actually it is is I like Juancho Hernan Gomez who used to play in the NBA. Last time he played, he averaged like one point one points per game. So he's moving on to acting, I suppose. Um, 
It, it's kind of, it looks somewhat interesting. It's a serious role again for Adam Sandler. Um, and it's a basketball movie, so I'm, I'm somewhat interested in it, but I don't really think it's going to be very good. Yeah, I, I don't know. Adam Sandler's his his movies lately haven't been quite as good as they they used to be. I mean, I'm I'm a big Adam Sandler fan. Um, even though I'm you know again I'm I'm fairly young, but yeah. And most of his good, better movies were back in the late '90s, early 2000s. But I I do really like his movies, especially his old comedies. But lately, he's I don't know. He, he's just not as good of a of a drama actor, I guess. <laughs> did you watch Uncut Gems? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was not bad. I watched I watched like half of that, and then it's a long movie, so yeah, it's really long. It's like it's it. like almost three hours, I think. Yeah, I watched enough to get Kevin Garnett in there. That's what I was interested. That's what I came for. So uh, that's what I got. Uh, let's see what else was uh, was uh, got to mention too with the Joe Lenardi bracketology thing. Um, by the way, um, and it, it of course it, it's it's you know I don't know a little over a month away or whatever till we get into actually getting um, to the seating, but it, it's starting to get time to be pretty interested in in what it looks like for for your conference for your team. Um, and I I thought there were a few notable ones here. Gonzaga is the top overall seed, uh, which might not be surprising. They've been they they haven't done the undefeated thing this year, um, so that's good. So we don't have to talk about them being an all time great like we did last year when. Eh, they didn't turn out being that. Yeah. Um, Creighton is the last team in uh, at this point. So Creighton's going to have to do some work. So that's going to be interesting. I don't know if you're a Nebraska fan. Do you cheer against Creighton now just so they don't get in? Is the worst of the embarrassment the better? Or do you want to have a game in the tournament to cheer against them? At least that raises the stakes for one tournament game for you. I think just cheer to, for them to not get in. I don't know. Like, you can't. <laughs> I don't, like, obviously, yeah, you could be like, I, I hope they get in and lose the game. But yeah. I don't know. I, I think you'd rather just them not get in at all and then you don't have to worry about them possibly winning the game. Yeah, it's more dangerous if they get in, and then you know you can hear them talk to you all off season about how much better they are than Nebraska. And you mm-hmm. just go, I, I know. I, what do you want me? Yeah, to and say? Then if, if they don't make it though, then you can say, you know, it doesn't matter how many conference games we lost. It doesn't matter we finished last in the conference. Neither of us made the tournament, so <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. How many tournament appearances did you have this year? Yeah. Same as us. Um, interesting for the Big Ten now under Joe Lenardi's bracket. We talked about Rutgers and the absolute streak that they've been on. Michigan has also done enough lately. Of course, they had that big victory over Purdue where they're both included. Michigan is in the last four in, so they're going to have to, um, you know, jockey for positioning there, I suppose, along with Creighton, North Carolina, and Memphis. So some interesting brand names there at the last four in uh, that might be at the chopping block this year. Um, as far as the other Big Ten teams go for Lenardi at this point, Purdue's a two-seed, Illinois a four-seed, Wisconsin a four-seed, Ohio State a five-seed, Michigan State a five-seed, Iowa a seven, uh, Indiana a ten, Rutgers and Michigan uh, coming back up the, back in there at 11. So, uh it's going to be a fun fun year, I think, for the Big Ten. Do you, when you fill out your bracket, do you do the thing that most people do, where they they kind of the teams that they've watched, they'll <laughs> push them along the furthest, um, or do you take a chance on somebody you haven't watched too much? Sometimes I, I will definitely take chances against somebody I haven't watched. Um, I don't know I'm I'm pretty big into just kind of just reading a lot about the teams. I mean, obviously you got to kind of trust whoever you're reading, you know, their their work. Yeah, but I don't know I. I've had a couple of really good brackets, and I've also had a couple of really bad ones. So the best I've ever done, I ended up in like the ninety nine point seventh percentile. So hey, there you that's, go. that's my uh, all time flex. But like, did last, you have the champion? Uh, I think so. I don't remember what year it was. It might have been fifteen or sixteen. Mm. Um, but anyways, last year though, my bracket was awful. I think I got like fifty percent because there. I mean, last year was a weird tournament. I felt like I don't know if you yeah. felt the same way, but I felt like there's a lot of games that went ways that we definitely did not expect. So yeah, that's the fun of March Madness. Are you a one a one bracket guy? Then you only do one. It kind of depends, I guess. Uh, I I think I usually do like two or three, just because like I usually have like my one main bracket, and then I have one where I pick just tons of upsets. It's like you know what, like whatever yeah. happens. Um, but no, for the most part, usually probably like two. Um, 
Yeah, last, last year I think the upset bracket actually did better than my main one for like the first time ever. So yeah, that's the weird thing you have to go through. Like if you, I'll always start with like just for more fun. Like you don't want to be left out. Like if you just do one, I know some people are just firm one bracket. That's what you've got to do. Stick with it, and that's what you're going through this year. Um, but you can be out of contention pretty quickly with that sort of thing. So yeah, sometimes I, you'd like to, you know, I always have my main bracket, but sometimes I'll just, okay, that wasn't really my main bracket. Now it's whatever one's winning the most. Well, yeah. And then there's, there's games of course too, where you want to, you definitely just want to pick like a couple games, certain ways, like a seven, 10 or an eight. Yeah. Nine. Like you want to flip flop the winner. Cause you don't, you don't ever know what's going to happen in those games. So. God, I hate some of those matchups. Like, yeah, like a seven, 10 where you're just like, you get, like you have more faith that the two seeds going down just because the seven, 10, such a good matchup, but you don't know who to choose from the seven, 10 matchup, but you just push them along. Whoever the winner you choose is going to the sweet 16. That's my big upset. The two seeds out there. I just don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not easy. I mean, it's nobody can predict the future. So yeah, oh, it's a lot of fun though. I can't wait for, uh, for March Madness once again. And, and we all obviously, um, love that time of the year, especially for college basketball, college football, not going anywhere close to March Madness in the next four season. They're going to stay at a four team playoff. It was announced today for the next four seasons until that contract with ESPN runs up. Um, and I'd say, thank God, because I love the regular season. I love how much it matters. Um, and, uh, to get to that playoffs. And I also think that there's a, a pretty clear separation because they were going to maybe add 12 teams. Um, obviously, the the thing that does make sense is that you can keep conferences kind of interested, right? If you have two lost champions at the top um, in the Pac-12, the ACC, you still kind of feel like you have an, have an opportunity. Um, and obviously, that can happen in any conference. Those are just good examples of what's been going recently. Um, but uh, so I, I, I don't mind that. But I've always liked college football, the regular season to matter, um, the champions to, to have. Like, if you're in a champion position, you have to earn it. You don't, you know, it can't just be ranked number by the end of the year and you have the same opportunity as the number one team, uh, which obviously also wouldn't be the case in a 12-team playoff. You'd have to pare it down in the first four teams would get buys. Um, but I still, I, I'd rather have the first four teams fight it out because those are the teams that, that generally um, are, are, are at that point far and away better than the other teams. I, I don't see a reason to extend the playoffs. You already see the separation you know, for most of these playoffs between the top two teams and the, the the three and four teams that that don't make it. I mean, those games aren't close. I know some of them would be a little bit more the playoff. It would be fun. I mean, I wouldn't mind it in a one year scenario. I just know that once you go, <laughs> once you add more teams, you're not going to go back. So I'm 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 thrilled about this. Uh, I know a lot of different people. I think the the majority of people want to expand the playoffs, have more of those um, kind of like the feeling you had for Wild Card Weekend this year in the NFL, uh, where you know just. But I again, the, the, a lot of those games are so close. I don't think you'd get that sort of thing. And if if you did. Um, it would just be for one week until they go and play the, the upper seeds there. So I'm excited. College football se regular season continues to matter more than any regular season in the, in sports. Yeah, I, I've i never been a huge proponent of either thing, I guess. But I would say I wouldn't hate to see maybe six or something like that. Just um, you know, give the first two teams a bye since the first two are usually a bit better anyways. You know, give them, give them that bye, and then that way you get in all the Power 5 champs and then one at large. Um, I wouldn't hate seeing that, but yeah, I think four is fine. I definitely don't want to see 12, um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and then where does it stop? Once you get to 12, you wonder if they will add more teams 
uh, as 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 the time goes by. Um, but thank God, at this point, it's it's not happening, so we don't have to worry about it. But I'm sure that's that'll be the next big goal. Uh, and by then, though, I mean it's just the, the crazy thing with how college football is now with these major TV contracts. We talked a lot about about it yesterday with the expansion. Who knows what it's going to look like in four years? Not the not the playoff, just college football in general. Um, so I mean, at this point, it's easy to say, okay, well, at some point, I think they'll add and expand the playoffs and all that at that at that time. But um, it's 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 pretty unpredictable at this point. Um, but I'm just glad that it's staying that that way um, for now. Uh, I also, how about this? I saw this uh, on on a story. Um, a local news program did a rare video game collection was found in Nebraska that could be worth uh, millions. You know, maybe one million dollars. Uh, it's it's definitely worth a lot. It's, I think it's like NES games and like mid '80s games that are all like packaged, factory packaged. Um, still, I think a couple. I think the story was a couple like Nebraska video game stores or who would who would sell them at the time shut down, and so they just kind of had all these um, these these video games still left around, and, and nobody ever like they got put in a storage and nobody ever touched them. And now the video game community is pretty excited about this discovery, um, and it, it could be worth a lot. Meanwhile, that did you have a toy that, that your parents gave you or something that your parents gave you that said don't open this I, I think i think a lot of families do this don't open this it'll be worth money someday um i had like i have like a, a, a an army figure like a gi joe type of guy that was supposed to be worth money someday he's still not open but i think he's worth 20 bucks now so it's it's not going in that that direction for me i don't think i ever did to be honest really um, yeah i i don't think we were really big into like the whole collectibles thing maybe i guess i have like a I have like a football. This one, okay, yeah. This one, it's uh, not very, doesn't look very good now. But at the time, it was like a football, and I got signed with a bunch of like the NDSU players. And Carson Wentz oh, yeah. was one of them, and that was when he had a lot nice. of hype around him. They're like, they're like, Harley, keep this in a case because you never know. You might end up as like a Hall of Famer someone one day. And yeah. you know, I don't know if that one's gonna work out so well. So <laughs> we haven't been. There's a big argument, and, and, and like just in the NFL right now of how good Carson Wentz is because he's a solid quarterback. Um, he just, you know, it, it seems like. Indianapolis is done with him and they're going to move on. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, that you can get in trouble if you want to stick around with your solid quarterback uh, instead of trying to get like a game changer at the franchise, uh, you know, a franchise quarterback. Um, so I, I kind of understand what they're doing, but they, you almost have to feel like you've got a guy in place to replace him because he is, I mean, he's, he's a, uh, you know, he's, he's a quality guy and he's, he's a guy that can, uh, sit in, um, kind of be a stopgap for as long as you need him. Alex Smith was kind of like that, right? Where he's, he might not be one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, but you can win with him. Yeah. I might always be a little biased towards Wentz, I guess, just being from North Dakota and, you know, he's a North Dakota kid, went to NDSU, but I, I really don't, don't know why the Colts want to move on from him so bad. I mean, if there was a bunch of free agent quarterbacks on the market that were, you know, big time names, like if it's an NBA where you can just go get somebody pretty easily to replace them. Or if it was a quarterback heavy draft, I would see it. But there's just I don't know how many better options there are out there right now other than Carson yeah. Wentz. So you might as well just keep him around, draft a guy, get him ready. But I, I think they might as well just stick with him for now. Yeah, a couple of people off the text line did uh, receive stuff as kids. Kidobo guy says, my dad gave me about 15 Wheaties boxes from the 70s and 80s, one of them of rookie Michael Jordan. That's worth quite a bit now. See, there you go. Some of these things pay off. Uh, Brev says, I have a tons of Dallas Cowboys stuff from the 90s that was supposed to be worth millions. I think you, you gotta, just got to wait 60 more years yeah. and, and keep it in good condition. And uh, by the end of your life, <laughs> maybe some one of your uh, you know kids or grandkids can cash in on it i think that that's how i feel about a lot of these things even like i 
I don't know. Even though I'll, I like look at things now that are popular and think maybe maybe I should just keep this and not open it. By the end of my life, one of these things has got to be worth something. But I think that's how you become a hoarder. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> it's basically like the same as like it's similar like investing in a startup. Like you know, you you have no idea if this thing's gonna be successful or what's gonna happen, and it might look pretty bleak for a while, but then all of a sudden it blows up. So it's, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the initial investors in Tesla are pretty happy happy now. So <laughs> that's right. I don't know what Dogecoin people are thinking anymore. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it went up if you sold it at the right time, you're pretty happy. Uh, we'll take a quick break here on the ticket water cooler and be back to wrap things up before on the block. That's coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket.